Hi, I'm Cam. And I'm Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the Nerdbook Review. Today, we are going to be reviewing Kings of Paradise, and then afterwards, we'll have a little spoiler thing for Kings of Ash by Richard Nell. That will be after, so there won't be any we'll, uh Yeah, we'll danger. let you know. Yep. We'll let you know before. Before we start on that. So, a uh, quick little bit. Uh, Richard Nell, this, he's a Canadian, one of those Canucks. Are we sure this time? Yeah. You've made that accusation before. I have. I made <laughs> with Josiah. <Yeah. laughs> hey. Oh, we're not good at this. No. But yeah, Richard is a Canuck. Uh, he wrote this book a couple years ago, uh, 601 pages long. It is the first book in the Ash and Sand trilogy, I believe. It doesn't actually say that on there, but I've... Yeah, I think I've heard that. I, I vaguely remember talking to Richard and, and saying that, that... Well, I mean, I definitely talked to Richard on and off <laughs> quite a bit, actually. But uh, I vaguely remember him saying it was a trilogy at some point. Mm-hmm. So uh, book two is just came out. That actually kind of was one of the things that uh, prompted me to want to do this review right now. Yeah. And um, let's go ahead and let Chris read the book cover blurb for Kings of Paradise. Ruka, called a demon at birth, is a genius, born malformed and ugly into the snow-covered wasteland of the Ascom. He was spared from death by his mother's love. Now he is an outcast, consumed with hate for those who've wronged him. But to take his vengeance, he must first survive. Across a vast sea in the white sand island paradise of Shri Khan, Kale is fourth and youngest son of the Sorcerer King, and at sixteen... Kale is a disappointment. As the first prince ever forced to serve with low-born marines, Kale must prove himself and become a man, or else lose all chance of a worthy future and any hope to win the love of his life. Though they do not know it, both boys are on the cusp of discovery. Their worlds and lives are destined for greatness, or ruin. But in a changing world where Ash meets paradise, only one man can be king. The first installment of an epic, low-fantasy trilogy, Kings of Paradise is a dark, bloody, coming-of-age story shaped by culture, politics, and magic. Oh, man, done in one take. Well done. Boom. (laughs) All right. Uh, My quick take, a dark fantasy. A man whose people call a monster in a desolate land and a prince of an island paradise begin their journeys will bring them to greatness or lead to death. Mm -hmm. There we are. Chris... What were your first thoughts on the book? Well, obviously, first thoughts. This book opens up <laughs> dark. Dark. It is uh, the first sentence. You are like, okay, this is uh, this is going to be heavy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ruka, as he's probably what he's about twelve or so when that, this happens. Maybe a little older. Um, fourteen, fifteen. No, I, it's tough. The timelines of it are kind of weird. Yeah. It opens up with him. I think more as an adult. Oh, okay. And then flashes back. Okay, but I But gotcha. the opening paragraph itself... He's an adult. ...is, yeah, probably, tw- I don't know... Maybe 20 Early 20s. Yeah, yeah, maybe even a slightly younger than maybe that. Maybe younger, but yeah. But somewhere in that yeah. time range, yeah. And he's eating a child... That he has killed. That he's killed, Specifically yeah. to eat. Yeah. Sp- yeah. Be- yeah. Now, this child in, as Ruka mentions, was also left out to the elements mm-hmm. to uh, survive or die on his own. So in his mind, he's like, eh, he would have yeah. slowly starved to death probably out here if I hadn't eaten him anyway. So it was a mercy killing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so yeah, that's the uh, the opening scene. Um, I mean, I, I think it's done as tastefully as a uh, cannibalism of a child scene can be done. It's not, but it is. You know, that's how the book opens. So yeah, you know, this isn't. Yeah, uh, it it doesn't progress into into being dark like say the poppy war. This gets yeah. right off the bat. This is going to be tough. Yep. Uh, we have two main characters. Ruka probably has two thirds of the the book time. Um, um, well, in the first book, it's sort of split, is split it, into is three. Oh, okay. Because uh, Dala is also. Yes, there, I but, forgot. So here's yeah. uh, I have to admit, I read the book a year ago, and then I just got done reading <laughs> King, Kings of Ash, the mm-hmm. second one, and that's what really prompted me to really want to talk about this one. Yeah. So yeah, so Dala, she is a farm girl. She also has a deformity on her face. Yes. Um, Which did we even get so far as to say that Ruka does? Oh yeah, Ruka. Well, I guess well, it's mentioned. It's a mentioned bit in, the, in the yeah, but Ruka. So let's talk about Ruka a little bit. He mm-hmm. is a huge man. First of all, he's like right. a giant of a guy. Um, then he is. His face is always described as malformed. Basically, yeah, he's real ugly. Yes, um, but otherwise, like, noticeably, noticeably deformed. Yeah, facially. Uh, yeah, but otherwise, big and strong. Yeah, um, as far as like physically, the rest of and, him and pale skinned. While we're in the the physical description that yeah. that is kind of a uh, the, his part of the world yes, uh, is kind of pale. the kind of pale skinned cold uh it's far south although it's really more of probably taken a little bit from like the norse yeah. culture vikings yeah with that just like big yeah uh, harsh uh harshly built yeah, that's how I always thought of them as like the Vikings or maybe like the early like northern Germanic tribes is another mm-hmm. way that I thought of it a little bit because of just some of the other series that I've read, some yeah. historical fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think Norse, uh, Kale, I think Islanders, uh, like Southeast right. Asian. Polynesian. Polynesian. Yeah, was well, no, I think I... Southeast Asian more. Uh, oh, really? Okay. To, yeah, his wife is actually, because he wrote the second book from in the Philippines or Indonesia, somewhere like that, like okay. with it, when he was at his wife's family's place. Okay. So, yeah. So that, that makes sense. I think I had kind of thought of it as, because uh, you sort of have the South is super South. Yep. And then there's a, a enough of a distance that they don't interact nope. with the cultures to the North of them. And the, the cultures to the North, I thought of kind of as you have the islands. Mm-hmm. And then north of those, I thought of more as like the Southeast Asian. Oh, okay. And so they're probably I got what is you're kind of a, yeah. a, you know, they're okay. they're pretty close in physical description. Yeah, and I don't think that if you that it's an issue if it, whatever the way you think about yeah. it, you know, like yeah. just however you want to mentally picture it. But yeah, think of the ASCOM as in the very south, only a very little part in the north is like a fertile crescent type right. of an area, the only place that can really grow. Uh, well, so civilization sustaining type crops you know like that peninsula on antarctica that that juts up (laughs) north yeah and then you have the uh the islands in the middle but like chris said far enough away that the people of the ascom think that they're alone yeah and other people don't know about the people of the ascom right um and then um so you have the islands and then to the kind of like the northwest is how i saw it right of there is a continental landmass, another one yeah. that I thought of as like a Chinese type of a thing. Right. Um, you, they have a huge civil, like a huge empire that's conquering, you know, their way 
yeah out across there. their their yeah. continent and only the the massive navy of uh pu is that how, you, how did you say it pu Paiu. Paiu. there you are it, yeah. that's probably the appropriate way only the massive naval you know power of Paiu manages to keep them free from being conquered by the empire to the north yeah so um i i think there's a map in the books um, yeah there are um i with electronic versions of yeah. of books, I tend to not refer to the maps. No, uh, no, paperbacks I, mean, I do fairly frequently, but yeah. with a, I had an electronic of this one, and I tend to not yeah. scan back. But it's really easy. Like there's not, yeah, you know, it, one, you get the general idea. There are only a few important locations, even. So mm-hmm. it's not like uh, for as as well defined as this world is, as, as Richard does, does uh, a great job of world building. But there's still not a ton. It's not like you, it matters if you know exactly where something is or not, you know. Yeah. You understand where they are in the south. There aren't any there's only like one real city in the south and it's yeah. And it's it would still be a basically a hovel compared to Yeah, you know, compared to a place that, you know, like the weather Paiu, and the resources yeah. have allowed them to become yep. uh, uh slightly more advanced in yeah. some ways. Yep. Um and then the other one, Kale, as we mentioned, he is the son of uh the king of Paiu. He's the youngest son. He is kind of a you know as they mentioned early on he's a real disappointment, and that's mm-hmm. why he's forced to serve in the Marines. It's a pu- it's a punishment. Yeah. And but yeah. then that's kind of where he grows into his own a little bit. Like he he at first he's being you know he's treated poorly. Because yeah. Because oh you're a prince. Yeah. And then because he has his father's disfavor, people are like, well we can't be too nice to him. Like you yeah. know <laughs> like we don't want to get in trouble. But yeah. anyways and but so yeah so. Um, that's kind of where he's going to come into his own a little bit. And then we mentioned the third character. Um, I kind of forgot a little bit about her because she only has a couple of point of view chapters in uh, Kings of Ash. Yeah, she's uh, she's less present in yeah. the second book. Uh, not we'll get to the yeah. second book, but in the first book, yeah, she uh, even in the first book, I kind of saw her as like if you were going to order the characters. She was definitely the third of those three. Yeah. And then, so she'll be important, like I said, at the beginning, she's a farm girl. Um, She's deformed a little bit, but she does, you know, she's not like the way Ruka's deformed. She just has a growth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And she's in ASCOM, by the way. Okay, yeah. Just just to put put her in one of the locations. And this might be a little spoilery, but it's important to note... um, she will join like the priestess, like yeah, all the, of the, the priestesshood. The priestess. The, the ASCOM is matriarchal. Yeah, which um, is it's really it is actually kind of cool though. Like you know the way that they they set it up. So like the men are can, are expected to be you know like basically like think Sparta like fight you know die on your you better come back on your shield or yeah or yeah, don't come back honor in a, and yeah. duty and that kind yeah. of thing in a in a very harsh environment. Environment. Yeah. But the the so the women in their matriarchy they enforce basically that you know I mean the women are expected to you know to take care of their husbands but they're also in charge yeah and that is one thing that um th- so as dark and harsh as this world is I'm like the there's no rape or right. like that kind of thing you know like right women so, are revered revered in a way. Yeah. yeah and they're uh, like. You know, it's not even considered. Like, even if right. you... So even a character like Ruka, who would, you know, without giving it a whole lot of remorse, kill a child to eat it, uh, wouldn't 
uh, wouldn't treat a woman poorly, even if he were, say, invading a city. Yeah. Yep, and so there's no none of that like raping and pillaging that goes on. Yeah. Um, even if like you know the women are still the 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 matriarchs would expect the a woman to take her husband's killer as her new husband, mm-hmm. but that's enforced by the women, not the mm-hmm. the men. You know, and so I mean I know that sounds really harsh, but it is. I mean that there's a little bit of that in his you know a little bit of historical sometimes in other tribes where like the you know you took the strongest man as your yeah. mate so. But anyways, I just wanted to put that in there as something that like, because in some ways this is, I mean, this is a very grim and dark book, but at the same yeah. time I was thinking about this on the whole, like who, who should and shouldn't read this. I think that a surprisingly young, like teen audience, if you were mature enough to handle it, could read it. Like there isn't a lot of, for as grim and dark as it is, there's not a lot of like graphic killing. There's no rape. Um, there's yeah. i mean there's a lot of graphic violence but it's not like there's no you know he doesn't like graphically torture a whole bunch of people even though there's there is one torture scene but we don't mm. actually really see like we don't really know it's not spelled <laughs> out really is it it's uh, no yeah i'm i'm <sighs> trying to i'm trying to think back on i mean thematically it's darker thematically than it is uh graphically i guess yeah uh yeah and and so i guess i could understand where you're coming from there yeah well i mean i was just thinking that like if because i kind of look at like my who should and shouldn't read it yeah in some ways as like a parental rating guide you know like thinking of yeah but i think that i i feel like the this has got some pretty heavy themes mm-hmm. like you said but there but it's not so graphically violent or or something that i think that a younger teen i wouldn't be that i would be comfortable with them attempting to read it if they wanted to i think maybe i'd probably skew toward older teen well okay i'm just saying <laughs> but that, no but i get what you're saying yeah i'm just saying that like in an nc-17 this isn't an nc-17 rating even if it has some pretty heavy content you know yeah as opposed to i mean i don't know i can think of like some of the books that we've done that I don't... I mean, we just did The Steel... Well, six months ago, I recorded The Steel Remains and just released it, <laughs> remember to release it. But, like, that one's more graphic by a long shot yeah. than this, but I wouldn't call it nearly as dark of a book overall. Anyways, mm. that's kind of a side getting off topic a little yeah, bit. But yeah. I just think that, you know, there's that. So we talked about the three main characters. Otherwise... um well, I mean, we could just uh, we didn't we keep saying Dala and oh, okay. not really talking yep, about sorry, it. But go she ahead. sort of uh she sort of it joins the uh the priestesshood or at least the uh like I, I guess what you might call the convent on your way to becoming the priestesshood. Yeah, but she- also at the same time, uh sort of spearheads a almost V for vendetta like mm-hmm. uprising among the nightmen. Yeah. Uh, who are kind of a, a lower class, lower uh, cast of yeah, people. Yeah, a cast. Yeah. yeah, almost like the, uh, what are they called in India? The Untouchables or... Yeah, I can't some, remember what the actual... Yeah, but they are the Untouchables. Like, I don't remember what the, like, yeah, the real but, name is, but yeah, the Untouchables. Yeah. But so uh, she she kind of recruits them uh, to spur an uprising. And yeah. that, yeah, that ultimately... Uh, the, that's what ends up uh, having her and Ruka cross paths. Yeah. I believe, right. And yeah. Yeah. When he, um, she could have turned him in. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. Could have stopped him, him from, from escaping uh, when he initially became, becomes an outcast. outcast. Yeah. And, um, 
but so yeah, so in some ways she's a genius as well. Um, not mm-hmm. in the same way that Ruka is, but like I don't know, she she really does believe that she communes with the goddess. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's ever really like exactly described whether she really does or not, but she certainly believes she does. Yeah. So she's either a fanatic or a or you know <laughs> or crazy or crazy. Yeah. So um, but and Ruka. Um, I, you know, one thing about him, both with Kale and Ruka, um, they don't really come into their own until late in the, the first novel a little bit in terms of like what their real powers are. Yeah. And then far more so in book two, but Ruka will always have in his mind, like it's, he calls it his sacred grove. It's where he goes to like, to learn. It's kind of cool. Well, to start, we should go with it. So Ruka has, uh, basically an eidetic memory where he, he remembers everything exactly as he experienced it mm-hmm. uh, with all of his senses and so can kind of replay in his mind his past. Yeah. And, and that's where the Grove comes in, which yeah. is sort of his, uh, uh, I don't even know what to call it, like his own little world inside yeah. of his head, he maybe. Built, we, he builds it up. Yeah, he think he builds things up. Like he'll actually start building buildings. He builds a statue to his mother. I mean, yeah. He and and it's populated by the people that he kills. Right. In his so mind, as, as he as he kills people, <laughs> their essence, uh, yes, so, sort okay. of just kind of comes in, and it's in a way he's kind of creating his own heaven or hell. Yeah, and um, so but it, it's it's a super cool thing that you don't really come fully into until book two. But that mm-hmm. is, yeah, it's it's like a, a learning tool for him in his mind, really. Yeah, you know, like he's and able- so he's able to uh, he's able to take the things that he's learned and apply them in this world inside of his mind, yeah. so that he could say, uh, become an expert blacksmith because he's practicing, yeah. in this world in his mind, yeah, and and. Then, I um, we'll cut this if it's an actual spoiler because I don't remember. But so basically, like he's oh, that's also important to note that he's a single born. All the kids mm. are born twins, and that's another in the, reason in, in the Ascom. Yeah, all the kids are born uh, as twins. Twins. Yep, or and triplets. I think it mentions at one point. Yeah, but, but, but multiple multiple. Births. Yeah, and so he's born. He's a he's a single born. They're called cursed. They think that they eat their siblings in the womb is yeah. basically what the the lore is, and they're. So both his deformity and his being a single born should have led him to being killed at birth. Right. And so but his mother yeah. kept that from happening. Yeah. And so I don't it's funny though, because I don't know we can cut this this part of it out if it's spoilery that um does he become is it Bukayag? Bukayag, yeah. yeah. It, does he become that in book um, one still? He he is Bukayag, and I think that there is an element of the, the, uh, the, almost the split personality okay. type thing with yeah. with so, that in book yeah. one. Yeah. And so I always thought like maybe you know that one's his twin and you know, like yeah. he's the mind and the other one becomes the body in the right, same ways, like you the, know. Yeah, uh, the id and the yeah. ego. Yeah. And so um, that's cool, and and that's kind of like something that you know that really gets played up in book two. Yeah. But that in book one is still there, and is uh, like is important. I think it's kind of in my mind. It was how what allowed him to do that learning, like where he almost didn't have to be in control a lot of times. You know. Right. So someone could. So one of his personalities is uh, in the, body. running the body in the real world, while the other one is you know rereading a book or yeah. practicing sword fighting or yeah in the grove yeah and so yeah so 
what he'll he'll pretend at first to become a rune shaman, and that's where <laughs> the that's they were like you know these mythical figures of history that mm-hmm. um, united the people under like one king you know type of thing in the past, and so then he'll get a band of other outlaws who've been you know outcasts as well, and that's what he'll kind of build his initial power base from, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll have a bard that will follow that he will. Forcibly fall, have follow him, you know. <laughs> yeah. That uh, this is where the one, uh, you know, the torture scene comes in. But it's yeah. uh, But like I said, I don't think it's is it. I, I mean, I know what he does to him, but it's, is he? Is I it mean, it's brutal. Disc- yeah. It's it's brutal. Okay, I, can, yeah. I like I said, it, it's been it, a little yeah. while, so I couldn't quite remember if they described specifically what he did to him as yeah. it was happening. Okay, well, yeah. I changed my mind a little it's, bit. Then. It's a little bit graphic. Okay, so I this is like I said, I did read book one a while <laughs> it's back. Been a while. So, um, okay, well, I changed my mind. Maybe it should be a little more a later teen then. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so, yeah, in some ways, this is a prologue to mm-hmm. the rest of it, but a lot of stuff does happen. Yeah. I mean, it's the world building is amazing. Yeah. The, um, the character building is amazing. Mm-hmm. So... It's funny because you know we I've talked with a lot of people about this about this book. There's some people who have loved the book, mm-hmm. some people who are like, uh, it's brilliantly written, but it's not necessarily for me. And I think that I tended to be a little bit on that second side for the first book, mm-hmm. and largely because as I you know, good thing Katie's not in the room right now. She just this, she just this disgusts her as I talk about the movie in my mind. <laughs> but yeah, this I I see books and they're what they're well written as a movie in my mind. I talk about this nonstop, and there has never been a book I don't think that, that has been better example of how the writing can affect the way I see a book. Mm-hmm. This book, in a lot of ways, is black and white in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I had trouble getting into it. It it drew my mood down a lot of times when he's in this, you know, almost like tundra like yeah. setting, um, like Siberia type of a thing. Mm-hmm. He's on his own. It's you know, he's an outcast. He's Yeah, and it's a brutal environment yeah. weather-wise. Yeah. Uh, just uh the landscape. It's uh, when you mentioned uh it kind of being black and white, the first thing that came to my mind was uh yeah, I could see it being kind of like the way that they portrayed the road by Cormac McCarthy yeah. in the it's, movie. It was, a, was, was the, that it was very uh gray scaled, although mm-hmm. there was you know, there was a little bit of color, but it was uh bleak. Yeah. And so all of Ruka's sections in book one, I saw it that way. <laughs> yeah. You know, and well, and that I think that helps in some ways to contrast a tropical environment. Oh, it which really is where does. The other half of the book yeah. takes place. So, but, but, but it's, you're like 75% through though before there's a sustained chapter mm-hmm. where it really gets into the more tropical, you know, like yeah. where the mood changes. Ruka moves up to the Fertile Crescent area a little bit too. Yeah. And, but so yeah, so but but like, <laughs> I just it drew my mood down so much <laughs> while I was reading this that I had a hard time enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it it's just I don't know. In my I I honestly think this is brilliantly brilliantly written. Yeah, that Richard can write. Definitely. I mean he he has all of the hallmarks of what's needed to become 
a huge author, I think, in terms of uh, the ability for the world building. Mm-hmm. Uh, book two, he's got a second book out, and it was written in a reasonable amount of time, too, you know, in terms of... Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes people can write that first book, and it's amazing, but they've spent 20 years... Yeah, because they've spent so long yeah. on it that it's... Yeah. But yeah, in my opinion, you know, book two is is everything book one is, but like on a epic badassery scale, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I loved the book. Yeah. But so, but book one, like I... I just can't say that I loved it because of mm-hmm. just the way it took my mood down. I don't yeah. know. Chris? I, see, and I uh, i mean, I, I know I've mentioned before, but uh, some of my interests include some of the more dark and macabre, <laughs> including <laughs> yeah. like in real life. I, I mean, I, I'm super interested in serial killers and, uh, and that kind of thing. And uh, so dark fantasy doesn't, take me down that way because i mean real life monsters are just as bad uh but so i thoroughly enjoyed it in fact because of that uh i I kind of saw some of the some of the real killers that i've read about uh in the characters here and kind of been able to have sort of that like uh, i hate to use the word sympathy (laughs) For like, for like a Jeffrey Dahmer, where you see his past, you kind of understand the monster that he became, mm-hmm. and uh, and I sort of I had that with Ruka, mm-hmm. in that like he's awful, but with the background that you get for him, you kind of understand. Yeah, well, and you know he's thoughtful. Yeah, is a funny thing for being like a you know a monster, mm-hmm. but. The, and I will say this, especially like now that I've read book two, I can like he has to be one of my favorite characters in fantasy. Yes, absolutely. I, I agree. mean, he well, and you spend so much time in his head, and it's done so well that like you really feel like you know him as a character. Yeah, it's funny. Like I try to think of like other characters, maybe like um, Mark Lawrence has two uh, Nona from um, the yeah from the red. sister. Yeah, yeah. Tr- book tr- of the ancestors. Book of the ancestors. Yep. Yeah, I haven't gotten to him. And yet, then uh, Jalen from the Red Queen's War. I just started that. Oh my god, I love Jalen. He is yeah. like he's. I mean, <laughs> if you had to like be in one of those worlds, like Jalen's the probably Jalen's the one. Yeah, like if you're just in a shitty, messed up world like that, mm-hmm. like Jalen, he's you know his his <laughs> grandma's the queen. He just yeah. basically he's in like a you know Italy. Mm-hmm. just doing his thing, sleeping with everyone he can type of a deal, you know? Yeah. But, like, Ruka is going to go on that list for me of, like, most memorable characters in a fantasy series, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, man, he's just something else. Yeah, I, and I I would put him up there uh, just as probably the coolest character. I, yeah. I was trying to think of, is there a cooler character as far as just like being a straight up badass and yeah. whose powers are just incredible yeah. and yeah i i couldn't yeah. really come up with one <laughs> i think i ruka is yeah right now my favorite character in fantasy it was he is that, amazing yeah. yeah and he's i mean he's right up there for me too it's just it's yeah i mean i really feel like people should read this book i mean if there's yeah, hey. it, I I mean, with the recommending, uh, even outside of the age range, like it's it's a tough read, mm-hmm. especially if you're you know new to fantasy or you know uh, your experience with fantasy is kind of the more epic or uh, 
noble bright end. This, yeah, oh yeah, this, this is, a is book. this is so dark. But if you can, if you, if if it is something though, like I feel like this book though has got a heck of a following already though for like like the people who it, like this are, are really like it. Really are, like yeah, it. Yeah, okay. And um yeah, and I, and I feel like in the like the blogger, you know, world it's got like some real fans too. Yeah. And Big, I mean, massive travesty. This thing wasn't even a semi-finalist in Spiffo. Yeah, that is wild. That, isn't that crazy? I mean, this shows, though, the subjectivity in some cases. Yeah. And the unfortunateness of, like, first, I think Richard was in a... His, when he first got drawn, he was in a group that where um, his book was on their... Was their, like, favorite of last year list, you know? Mm. So, obviously, had oh, to get... Oh, that, I heard about that. They handed it off. They handed it okay. off because... You can't have. I mean, I think it was sure. like. Sure. I mean, you don't. I think it was to. like listed as like their second or third favorite book of 2017. So it's wow. pretty hard to, you know, to keep that. And then got split off again to someone who I think like fan like romance like his like fantasy romance is their like it's main there is kind of their like what they're known for. Yeah. So yeah. So then. Well, and yeah, and that's you know you don't want to you don't want to tear down other books uh, yeah. for the sake of this one and and again fantasy is it's subjective it's, it's a wide yep. yeah variety yep. of, of uh kinds of books it's almost like the uh like superhero movies and yeah. how they've become so varied now and yeah you know just to call it superhero movie doesn't really tell you what it is yeah in the same way that fantasy doesn't now yeah. but i will say though that i in the three years that i've been following the competition now i haven't seen another book that's gotten more comments of like this should be sendland in or something you know like how is this book not <laughs> is that a verb it, it is it now be it's, a, in. it's a spiffbo verb at this point getting sendland in uh we ride the storm got sendland in this year as a nice. and so yeah <laughs> but anyways but yeah, people have strong feelings one way or another about this book, I think, as a general mm-hmm. rule. Um, like I said, I it wasn't for me necessarily, but it was brilliant. Like So I will yeah. give it a five plus for writing, world building, character building, everything. But then it really drug that mood of mine down. So I think yeah. like I, I gave it a four star is what I gave it as a rating for myself personally. Okay. And I, and I even, you know, I have it listed on there on Goodreads of like, I don't know what to do with this book because it's brilliant, <laughs> but I just didn't love it. Yeah. But it definitely made me want to read book two, which mm-hmm. and is a reason we're going to do something we haven't done before. After, you know, we get done with this review, we're going to have, well, you know, a section on book two. We won't go super deep into it. But it was, it's on my list of favorite books already for the, you know, like, I don't see how that's going to get knocked off its pedestal of top two or three favorite books of the year for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a five. The This is still Kings of Paradise. Yes. I'm going to give a five star. I loved it. I will read this book again, particularly because of uh, some of the timing of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book doesn't doesn't take place oh. chronologically. Yeah, that's something that... Uh, there's kind to... of a, a time... Uh, it it jumps around a little bit uh, yeah. in a way that's easy to follow but mm-hmm. uh i think that because of that what you what you learn in book 2 adds value to the things in book 1 which uh i just kind of skimmed a little bit of the early parts of book 1 this morning mm-hmm. to refresh my memory and i even within the first 10% i was like oh that's something that occurred in book 2 that mm-hmm. now I know what's going on right here. Yeah. Well, and I read book two 
um, you know, I read, well, I read book one. I got the, um, I got a copy of it like a year, year and a half ago, you know, mm-hmm. and then I read book two and, um, I probably had like two or three chapters where I was confused. And then I was like, oh yeah, there's the split yeah. timeline. But then yeah. I immediately remembered everything. Of yeah. it. You know, this is definitely a book that it's one part of a whole. It's not a, you know, this, this trilogy is basically, one, you know, three parts of one book is the way to look at it. And, yeah. and not, um, and it's not, you know, like separately self-contained novels. Like they, mm-hmm. they should be read as a whole. Yeah. And yeah. you know you either have the that's the you know the two styles I guess of of the the fantasy it's part of an arc. Um, so, Chris, what other kind of what thoughts do you have? If you have anything else you want to say about oh, Kings I of mean, Paradise, I could keep talking about <laughs> yeah. Ruka constantly. I did uh, I did notice uh, just some of the things that I kind of pick up on in uh, in the writing and if there are connections and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the, uh, so kale has his love interest Mm -hmm. and she is from the Capool family. Yeah. Lonnie. Uh, Yeah. Lonnie. And, uh, they have a very Romeo and Juliet type of relationship. (laughs) And that the Capool family is very similar to the Capulets. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a nice little drop of, Uh Oh, they're, they have kind of a Romeo and Juliet relationship where they can't be together because of the two families yeah and how they're interacting but yeah there and there's a lot of secondary characters that really flesh the story out too in a cool yeah. way there are so many of them yeah that yeah that uh, there's and, the pirate and yeah. they're like uh, there's a monastery where they're learning uh yeah. learning some cool stuff some mercenaries and, and some yeah you know, people yeah there, this, there's a a ton of cool characters. Yeah, it feels fle- the world feels really fleshed out. Yeah, I mean, like like we keep saying, world building is amazing in this novel. There is yeah. no question that this um, book is incredibly well written. Yeah, it's. I mean, six hundred pages sounds intimidating, but as you're reading it, it. I mean, you you do get a lot out of that yeah. six hundred pages, and it's kind of amazing uh, how well everything is laid out for you yeah in i mean it, in a length that seems like a lot but yeah you know a lot happens in that yeah. well i mean if robert jordan had written this novel it would have been 2300 pages long you know to get the same amount of, of 600 pages. <laughs> yeah. and then those timelines would have been <laughs> half the book would have been the same thing from the first oh off. god yeah. yeah i know I just I recently did read book ten or listened to book ten in the Wheel of Time that's, and that's the one. Yeah, it's literally it is a worthless four hundred pages of what one happened day. the book before, but from other people's perspective. Yeah, seriously. And then there is an hour and a half long chapter where the characters are discussing the problems of. Um, of doing a certain thing when that prop when the reader knows that problem's already gone. Why did we need what had to have been a hundred pages in book to, or I guess fifty pages at least, you know, in yeah. book to discuss an issue that's not even an issue? I mean, yeah, that, like you're, uh, what happened? Like, uh, I don't know. Harriet set that red pen down and stopped. <laughs> he stopped cutting. I yeah. don't know. But anyways, that's. 
in the series, I actually didn't mind books seven, eight, and nine. You know, like mm. one or two of those, I thought was actually a really good book when I go back and and redo it. But book ten, man, that thing was worthless. <laughs> That's literally a completely worthless book. Mm-hmm. Anyways, sorry, getting off topic here, but um, so yeah, all did right. We, I think did we, we get through all of all of our. I think book so. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to do something special here. Um, this isn't going to be very long, but it's going to contain major spoilers, uh, mainly because as I talked about how I didn't necessarily love book one, book two Yeah, is, so shut this off if you yeah. are worried about spoilers of book one and getting into book two, yeah. but here we go. Yeah, because book two is badass. Oh I my mean, God. Holy hell. It is. Like, Ruka was cool in book one. Yeah. And in book two, Ruka became just like the bomb he is like hulk's, the he's like he goes through character. like hulk smashing things you know yeah. but like so his magic system is a fucking amazing it's like, so awesome yeah i mean we're going fanboy right now but like <laughs> yeah. this book i hated setting this book down i i'm okay so his sacred grove he has he suddenly becomes able to actually like pull like, yeah, physically manifest things from his grove into In real, real life. Li- yeah, so like he would be, he'll and he'll just be like walking through, like he's getting ready to go to a battle scene, and they're like, "Shouldn't you have some arms and armor?" He's like, "Don't like, worry, don't about, worry it. about it. Don't and worry then, about it." And then just armor in in a blaze, a blaze it, it's of a flame. fire, yeah, yeah, flames, and just armor appears on him. That's new armor too. Uh, so in book two, we actually have the. Uh, the the real uh, encounters mm-hmm. of the ASCOM from the south and right. the Paiu in the north yep. and uh, and so it's it's all stuff that is very new to the Paiu yeah like his his weaponry is more advanced than they've seen there yep. yeah yeah because actually one of the few things is is that in the ASCOM they actually have steel. Yeah, and yeah. but Pai, there's not a lot. They mentioned, you know, there's not a lot of metal on the islands, so yeah. they don't have a lot of like advanced armor or weapons. Um, on the, the s- mainland, they're using bronze. Still. Yeah, the second book is really where you kind of see the uh, the differences in how the cultures have progressed, yeah. and uh, even to the point of the people in the south, uh, the ASCOM are bigger they're larger they're because of that harsh environment they're i i always imagine them as like more cut more burly and and they call like when they get up there they're like oh these little soft people yeah that are uh, are smaller they're shorter they're they're just kind of they're not as like you know uh weather hardened yeah well when you think of like the average person um you know throughout most of history especially in like the asian cultures which had always had an abundance of food um, right, uh, you, fertile had, land. <laughs> fertile land. You had a lot of peasants that you know they never pick up a weapon because yeah. you had a, a special class class that did that in mm-hmm. um, a special caste almost even with with yeah. a lot of those cultures. Whereas you look at the Vikings, you know they all of them were expected to fight, even if they were yeah. farmers most of the time. They were expected to pick up a weapon and fight. And so these people that do survive in the Ascom are you know warriors. Like they have to yeah, all be all able of to them fight. Are, are yeah, big and, and violent and yeah. very capable 
Yeah, and so they see him as like demons, really, almost, you know. Yeah. And and Ruka really looks like yeah, a demon. Yeah, because he's, he's big among them. Yeah, and, yeah. and he he's a, he's described as a head taller than the than bi- a big person, you know. Yeah. So think of him as like seven feet tall. And right. Cut, and you know? yeah, and he's the mountain basically yeah. in Game of Thrones. And so, uh, but yeah, I mean, like the and like I said, since the the writing is so awesome. You get that I like in the way I see that movie. My mind, I seriously would just be like, I, I could imagine him just walking down a street, and mm-hmm. there's like a hundred little islanders that are like <laughs> pointing spears. Yeah. They're scared because this giant of a man is just, and he's w- just like, and he's just pulling back and pulling a spear, a, a spear, spear out of out, out of his n- grove. So out of nothing, he's just throwing like, flaming he's just bolts, throw like. after throw, and yeah, a spear just appears in his hand as yeah. oh, it's just so cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm like my fists are up right now. It's oh, so cool. Yeah, and it oh man, and the image, yeah, and like, but and this is also where like Rook is not just a a brute either, though. Like he's yeah, you know, he goes to Paiyu, and this is where the whole split timeline thing. At first, I was slightly confused about, but he actually knows Kale. Like when yeah, he was a he little was, tiny yeah, kid, he was around. He had sort of. Uh, Become, made his first uh, appearance in Paiyu when yeah. Kale, Kale was still uh, like a baby. Yeah, when his when his mom was still alive at yeah. first, and so and he knows King Farah. He actually became kind of yeah, becomes becomes friends, friends with, with him, him. and yeah. yeah, and so they have you know they've got plans. I don't want to go in any more into spoilery than that in case you still are listening to this. But like yeah, so like but man, um. This is where like Ruka, like I said, just becomes like one of my favorite characters in any yeah. series, huge or small. Yeah, you know, like it's just oh, and kind man. of the like the relationship between Ruka and Bukayog. Yeah, uh, kind of develops as well. Yeah, he, he and his uh, other personality, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Or yeah, but but they're almost like they're almost like Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Yeah, if the Hulk was also smart like Bruce Banner. Yeah. Although in some ways, like uh, they're I, both kind of the Hulk. It's, yeah, uh, but, Ru- but I like how like Ruka analogy. as it goes on is like he's like I don't even need to pay attention to the battle. I'm gonna go and learn something new while the battle's going on. Yeah, and Bukayag just takes out, oh, just takes control. Yeah, just takes and just, control. Like because he's got the real bloodlust, you know. Wrecks people. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, at one point, like he's fighting someone and he's just like starts eating their face, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah. yeah. And so, and also, like, these islanders don't have horses. So, yeah, so the, that the, they were monstrous beasts. Uh, yeah, that they like, hadn't the, seen you know, heavy, the, the ASCOM has the heavy cavalry that they bring yeah. with them. And, and so, you know that, I mean, they're already bigger. So, if they're, if the ASCOM are riding horses, you know that these are mm-hmm. like Clydesdales yeah. compared to these people that are already tiny. Like, they must have been, I mean, it would be terrifying to see. Don't they call them that. giant war donkeys? <laughs> yeah, because they had donkeys. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, but yeah, like it's just crazy. I mean, it really like this book. Holy hell! Yeah, it good. was like I, I had I had beyond. It was hard to put down. It had for me. I didn't want to pick it up if I wasn't going to be able to read it for an hour. Yeah. Like if I had fifteen minutes before work. I wouldn't read it because I was like, I don't want to have to put it down in 15 minutes. Yeah, It actually took me longer to read because of that, where, you know, I, I kind of, if I wasn't going to be able to get a real good read, I I wouldn't do it because I wanted to, I wanted to really delve into it. And like I said, this one again, five stars and I will read it again. So yeah, Yeah, I'm already looking forward to that. Yeah. 
I know I'm like, man, Richard. Well, I messaged him too and was like, man, you better put book three out soon. I just said, I was like, <laughs> I said, this is awesome. Yeah. But yeah. And you know, it's funny too, because that this is, you know, like I said, I mentioned him like, I mean, I don't talk to him a whole lot, but I, you know, I've had quite a few conversations about the books with him. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's funny, like, cause I did have, you know, that first one where I was, where I told him, I was like, man, this is brilliant, but I don't love it. And I was like, w- mm-hmm. you know, like I just, and he's like, yeah, I understand type of a thing. You know, that's what's cool about doing this podcast in a way is getting to talk to some of these authors. But mm-hmm. man, I had to tell message him and tell him, holy shit, <laughs> I love this book. Yeah. But yeah, it is just so good. Um, but yeah, like I, it, I the the way the imagery is, I really hope that one day I get to see this on a screen or something like that. Like, oh man, that would be really cool. Yeah, but anyways, all right. Well, enough fanboying by us, I guess. Uh, just wanted to <laughs> yeah. say though, for if you're still listening to this, you know, we gave some pretty big spoilers, but I guess we didn't really give the whole plot point out. We just gave no. the badassery of it up. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we yeah, just gave us a, a chance to gush <laughs> yeah. about how cool it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how cool book two was, you know. Yeah, yeah. When once book three is done, we'll have to talk to Richard see if we can get an interview and do and. Oh, and that'd be three. awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening and yeah. have a. Um, oh, go ahead. We'll just throw out uh, the glass dagger is either out soon or is uh, now when is, it came out is out yeah. okay yeah he right. got it yeah. i think it came out like a couple weeks ago okay he finally got a new cover yeah, um, yeah. person which yeah. is cool yeah, chris, yeah i just wanted to throw that out the glass yeah. dagger by md presley yeah we uh, chris and i got to be beta readers i was i'm the worst beta reader <laughs> in the history of beta readers the book was awesome yeah. it was really good and so I read the first like 20% doing it like I should be as a beta reader, trying yeah, to find plot holes and, and taking yeah. notes. And then I was like, I'm not really <laughs> enjoying reading this though right now. And then I'm like, I'm just going to give myself like an hour to read and enjoy it. And next thing I know, I'm done with the book. And I, was, yeah. I had to message Matt and say, yeah, I suck as a beta reader. Great book though. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I like I don't have the direct contact with Matt. Uh-huh. And so like I gave you my notes. I don't know if you ever... Pass those on. Yeah. I don't remember if I did or not. Did I? Did you uh, just, email just them? Just like me? some comments and. Did you email yeah. them to me? I uh, probably. Then I emailed or in a message. Or, I think. So. Yeah, I think okay. I did that. So, right. um, anywho, there was one thing that that we did actually figure out between the two of us, though, that was like a weird thread thing in there that he actually did change. I think. Oh really? Right. So yeah. Anyways, um, oh, and he said he's gonna send us. A, he's sending us signed copies too. So. Oh, awesome! Yeah, there we are. That's Anyways, bad. yeah. So, alrighty then. Well, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> read. The this Ash and Sand yes. series, it's it's, it's pretty amazing. Good. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>